Welcome into the Diamond Vols podcast. I'm Ben McKee, joined by Eric Kane, following Tennessee's thrilling 12-7 win over the Campbell Fighting Camels on Saturday night, as I almost said Sunday night, because I look at my computer and it says Sunday. It, it was not on Sunday night or Sunday morning. It was on Saturday night, and it just so happens to now be Sunday morning, but that is the case with postseason baseball. Eric, a, a thrilling win for Tennessee. Didn't look good early, but able to, uh, after going down four to nothing after three innings, uh, go on to outscore Campbell 12 to three over the next six innings to make it to the all important Knoxville Regional and not have to come out of the Knoxville Regional final, I should say, and, and not have to come out of the loser's bracket. Yeah, it, this was a, a huge win uh, here on a Saturday night because, you know, I was talking with Brent Hubs. We were actually over covering the, uh, the night at Neyland denied, and I was saying, you know, Tennessee is built to come out of the loser bracket. Tennessee, the, the more this tournament goes, Tennessee is going to be okay because it has pitching um, if it were to be in a worst-case scenario. But, you know, we were talking, it's like, why even put yourself in that situation? Go ahead. You don't want to have that pressure on you. You know, find a way to get back in this game. It did. Jarell Ortega some monster hits earlier in this ball game. And then obviously Drew Gilbert, the go-ahead blast there in Tennessee, never relinquished the lead, though it got pretty hairy there a couple of times. But uh, this game, in a game where Chase Dolander is is uh, run from the ball game and in uh, in the third inning and does not look like himself, you get uh, heroics from Kirby Connell, the mustache, and uh, of course the bats come along late. This was exactly how you phrase it. It was a thrilling win for Tennessee, and uh, Tennessee showing another way of how it can win a baseball game. Let's start with the pitching, and we'll start with Chase Dolander before we start talking about Kirby Connell. Uh, Chase, I don't think he was as bad as his final line would indicate. I don't think he was bad at all. Um, his line would would maybe indicate that, but I think that anybody who has watched baseball before in their life can, can watch what he was doing and, and kind of recognize that it was just a tough situation. I, I've never seen a team foul off as many pitches as Campbell was doing throughout the night and he, he finishes two and a two-thirds inning which isn't ideal for your starter I, I certainly recognize that but because Campbell was fouling off so many pitches his pitch count was it, it just got too high and Tennessee had to go get him especially after the the bases had been loaded in that third inning gives up six hits only gives up two earned runs you, you didn't have much help from your defense uh, Cortland Lawson boots a ball in the hole. It was ruled an error, a tough error. I think it's the right call ruling that one an error, but it, it was a tough play. Backhand in the hole, got to make a, a really great throw as well, and uh, the ball got under Cortland's glove, which is why the error uh, was was ruled. So that did not help the pitch count. That did not help uh, court or uh, help Chase in that inning before the bases got loaded. But again, 50 strikes over 70 pitches is good. That that is good. That that is what you want. And again, I thought he was making good pitches, especially with his slider. And Campbell was just spoiling pitch at the pitch at the pitch. And I think it's more of a situation to where you have to tip your hat to Campbell uh, for doing that. And Chase Dolander just say, "Hey, tip your hat and go get him next time." Yeah, I think more, more than anything, um, it was just, you know, Campbell putting together good at bats, working deep into accounts, you know, making Dillander work, frustrating him, getting a guy on. Obviously, the home run was big, but, you know, getting on, stealing a base. And, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a good hitting team. We knew that this was a good hitting team. We knew that this team had you know, been really, really good. And, uh, you know, it's conference play and it's Big South and it's, it's done a really, really nice job. And, 
Uh, you know, not every day is your day for Chase Dolander. And this has really been the first true rough outing that he's had since, you know, squaring off against Texas Tech in the in Minute Maid Park. And so it's been that long, right? But I think more than anything, kind of that you pointed out, I, I can't really add much more to it, to be honest. I think it was, you know, just credit Campbell for, for getting the job done. And, and more so than anything, credit Tennessee for bouncing back and credits, uh, you know, Dolander for not allowing it to spiral more out of control because this game is different. I mean, if, if you give up, you know, six runs an inning, potentially seven runs, eight runs or whatever, maybe that's too much for this Tennessee team to come back for, even though it was so early in the game. But, you know, getting out of the third, only down four runs. I don't know about you, Ben, but I was like, man, that's, that's steep. But there is still so much baseball left to play, and you have a fighting chance with this lineup every single inning. And and we should have touched on this maybe first, um, but Campbell's the real deal, man. The the yeah. fighting camels, they are. The they're my real favorite team deal. in this region outside of uh, the team that we're covering. Uh, but they're yes. the fighting camels. The way they play, they all they all. Not, I say this in their most respectful way possible. They all look like adult softball league players, and they rake. <laughs> but they're they're good, man. They they play the right way. I like the I like their coaches in game interview. I like what he said post game. I like everything about this team. Um, I would rather not see them again, but again, at that point in time, they're going to be down on pitching, but this is a good ball club. It is, and I would encourage anybody who has not already seen, if you have a couple minutes, go watch the the post-game press conference from Campbell. It was very, very impressive. Uh, Drake Pearson, he spoke. Zach Nito, their star shortstop, he spoke, and, and their head coach spoke as well, and you can see why they are successful, and assuming Tennessee handles business, I, I hate that their season's going to come to an end. And, and I, I really liked what Tony said after the game. He he compared them to last year's Wright State team. That Wright State lineup was dangerous. We obviously saw that. Drew Gilbert had to play heroics, uh, play hero uh, to get Tennessee out of that game. And uh, Tennessee had to, to have some heroics tonight as well because that Campbell lineup, very similar to last year's Wright State team. And then Campbell, they, they have some legit pitching. That's the difference between this Campbell team and last year's Wright State team. Campbell has pitching, and you certainly saw that tonight. But during the game, Eric, I, I was thinking to myself multiple times that this team is the real deal. And I, I think that they would have won a, a fair share of SEC games if they were playing in the SEC on our preview podcast, we talked about it, how, yes, the Big South is terrible, only one other team in that conference that went over 500 overall, but we both thought that the level of competition was was going to translate uh, to Lindsey Nelson Stadium against Tennessee, against Georgia Tech, because you saw what they did to legitimate teams in the non-conference. They beat tournament teams in the non-conference uh, as well as some other programs that typically have a, a pretty good ball club. So uh, it certainly has translated. And again, I think that they are the the real deal. And I, I hate that their season's likely going to come to an end this weekend because they, they honestly don't deserve it. Yeah, and again, uh, if any other team not named Tennessee is going to win this regional, you have to win three in a row. And that's going to be incredibly challenging. We know the pitching situation that Georgia Tech lives in every single game because they don't have any. Um, and you know, Campbell's already thrown his two best arms and that guy that pitched tonight, man, I know his final line is going to say he gave up seven runs. I mean, they rode him. They were, cause they got to say, I mean, they, again, they got to preserve arms as well. And that's what their coach said in their in-game interviews. Like we're going to ride him until he can't give us any more. And he finished the game, giving up seven runs, 10 strikeouts. His ERA went from Ben, you might be able to help me out here. I think it was three sixty or something like that entering the game. And it's now at four forty-five. I mean, that's just how 
one one bad outing affected his ERA because he's been that good so far this season. But um, you know, Campbell's good, man. Uh, they, they, Nito, their shortstop, he's a bad dude. He, yeah, he had he had three hits tonight. They're um, all bad dudes, man. They they have a yeah. confidence, they have a swagger. They 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 would fit in well on, on on this Tennessee team. And I I thought it was funny. Tony was talking about the the Cade Cooler kid who started tonight for them and how he has one more year and, and how mm-hmm. he doesn't see why he can't be a first-round pick in addition to Thomas Harrington, their ace, who pitched on Friday against Georgia Tech. And my initial thought was, hmm, Tony sure does like to go get kids from the transfer portal that impressed him from smaller schools. That he does. And he which, even said he was, he was like, yeah, he'd be a Friday night starter on multiple teams in the SEC. Which, by the way, go show uh, – Oh, Tommy Tanks, some love on social media. Wink, 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 wink. Uh, but aside from that, speaking of heroics, Kirby Connell, he certainly played hero for Tennessee. And, and you mentioned the pitching that Georgia Tech and Campbell's going to have to come up with the rest of this regional if, if they're going to make it out. It was just so critical for Tennessee to win tonight. And, and we'll get into the, the minutia of the win. I already talked about Chase. and about to talk about Kirby. We'll talk about the offense before we get out of here. But so important to win tonight to avoid having to play two games tomorrow. Tennessee has the pitching depth to to come out of the loser's bracket, but you just do not want to mess around and have to come out of the loser's bracket because Campbell now has to turn around and tomorrow at at 2 p.m. Eastern play Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech pitching does not exist. They still have a lineup. They they certainly crushed Alabama State earlier today, so – uh, you, you never know what may happen last year. I thought Wright State, after losing to Tennessee on Friday night, would turn around and beat Liberty or, or beat Duke, whoever it was. But Wright State turned around and lost the, the, the very next day, if I remember correctly. And, and part of that was probably uh, the hangover of Drew Gilbert's Grand Slam. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. a year ago today, and Drew has another massive home run uh, tonight that, that kind of looked the same as uh, as last year's in terms of trajectory and where it went out in the stadium. But Campbell's going to have to turn around and play Georgia Tech tomorrow. They win that game. They got to play Tennessee again tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern. And then if they can beat Tennessee in that game, win two games in one day, they got to turn around and play on Monday and beat Tennessee two times in a row when Campbell does have a little more pitching depth than Georgia Tech, than last year's Wright State team. But they've already thrown their two best arms, and the pitching that they're going to run out there, it quite frankly, it's not going to be good enough to hold this Tennessee offense in check unless this Tennessee offense just has an uncharacteristic two days. So for Tennessee to avoid that, and all because of Kirby Connell, yes, the offense mm-hmm. had to do what it did, but mainly on the back of Kirby Connell, a guy who a couple weeks ago told the media, I'm a lefty specialist. And then he comes out tonight and throws a career-high pitches, uh, did give up a two-run home run, but Two home or two earned runs and three hits against that Campbell lineup over four innings, 41 strikes and 65 pitches. You struck out four. Kirby was phenomenal. Getting Chase Dolander out of the bases loaded jam in the third inning, going on to, to pitch four uh, after that and, and saving the bullpen, saving the weekend. Somebody give Kirby Canella another bite of that turkey leg from Mississippi State. Chase, Chase Burns needs to go find another turkey leg and let Kirby go to town. I said on social media, the team needs to buy his lunch and dinner all week long. Kirby Cannell was freaking awesome tonight. And, I mean, he he nearly made it out there spotless, right? I mean, he he nearly pitched four clean innings. Um, he gave up the big blow, right? And, I mean, he, he 
again, just stretching everything that he's, you know, ever done 65 pitches, you know, career long and link career long and pitches and all that. And I mean, he saved Tennessee because now think about this. And I always think about worst case scenarios, right? What if Tennessee were to have to play on a Monday? I don't think that will happen, but what if, right? You're sitting here for two games. You've got Drew Beam, Cannon Sewell, Will Mabry, uh, Ben Joyce pitched one inning the other night. Chase Burns pitched 25 pitches tonight. Connell is probably done. Rubman Walsh can give you a little bit likely over the next two days. Um, there's just so many other, you know, McLaughlin. Can pitch. I mean, there's so many other ones that I haven't even mentioned that you're positioned, you know, pretty well right now. And so, and that's all because of what Kirby did tonight. And I just, I thought it was massive. I thought that it was a nice change of pace. Of course, you had Dillander that could throw the heat. You had Burns that came in there right after him that, of course, threw the heat. And he was a little erratic there, uh, working himself into a jam, but giving credit, he worked himself out of it. But that was all around what Kirby Connell was able to do for Tennessee tonight, just, just magnificent. And um, again, it, that type of stuff, just, you know, those type of unsung heroes on a team full of superstars, Connell's certainly not a superstar, but he was a superstar tonight without a doubt. As much people that, that love his mustache and as many Kirby shirts as I see in the stands, I, I would argue against them being a superstar. I mean, every time the guy pitches the SEC Network's Twitter, ESPNs. Well, he's a, he's a superstar. Somebody's Twitter tweets tweets out his mustache. And again, this is I'm not trying to dog him. I'm just saying his personality is a superstar. His his uh, aroma, if you will, his hair, his mustache, his swag, and all that. And his ERA is not bad. I'm not trying to say like he's a scrub because he's not. But you know what I'm trying to say here. Um, yes. He was an absolute. He is not a major league baseball prospect. He was an absolute hero to not for Tennessee. Yeah, he he's the next Redmond Walsh or. They're, they're not too far off in age and years and Kirby's been here for a minute. So maybe no. not the next Redman wash, but uh, another Redman wash, uh, a, a guy who doesn't have stuff that's going to blow you away or, or get you drafted, but uh, he pounds the zone and he, and he lets his defense work. He, he knows who he is. He's a, a, a great kid. Somebody you want in the program. Uh, you see him chase after chase off after every foul ball down the line. He, he in midweek games, he, he always catches the first pitch. Uh, he he loves doing those type of roles, and those are the type of guys you want in your program. He's the guy that puts the, the coat on the guy every single time when they're celebrating after a home run. He goes to the first base and gets the batting gloves and the and the chin and the elbow guards and all that. Literally, he's Mr. Do-It-Everything for Tennessee. <laughs> and like He did all those roles tonight after he threw four innings as well. I noticed that too. Uh, the offense was really, really good. Really, really good. Not good early. Missed some opportunities early at Trey Lipscomb. Lead off the second inning with a double. Mm -hmm. Can't drive them in. Uh, Seth Stevenson, uh, because Tennessee's the away team because of the NCAA's stupid rules. Tennessee was the away team less so far this weekend than Campbell. So Tennessee's the away team as the number one overall seed in the tournament and hosting. Um, once again, proving that doesn't matter if you're home or away. But I digress. Uh, Seth Stevenson leads off the game with a single, not able to take advantage of that and that that fourth inning when Drew Gilbert drops in that bloop double down the right field line, it just seemed like there was a sense of letting out a deep breath within that Tennessee dugout. Trey Lipscomb comes up and uh, he he gets a pitch right in his happy zone. He he told me a couple of weeks ago because I asked them about a home run that he golfed out. I was like, how in the world? I think it was his Mississippi State home run. I was like, how in the world did you hit that? How did you hit that for a home run? 
it was like a golf swing. And he said, man, that, that's my spot. I love it when it's there. And the fastball that he hit on that RBI single to left field to, to get the scoring going, get Tennessee on the board, it was a fastball right down the middle at the bottom of the zone. If you throw it there, Trey Lipscomb is going to crush it. That is his sweet spot. And, and when that happened, it, it was just a collective exhale. And Tennessee was kind of off from there with the offense. Jarrell Jer- Ortega steps up to the plate and hits an absolute bomb Uh, I thought it was critical for Tennessee to throw up that three spot in the top of the fourth after Campbell had just put a put up four runs in the bottom of the third that was a big response in that moment oh it was huge I mean it was huge and and we we didn't expect Tennessee to to go out there and get it all in once right you know get it all in one half inning nearly did but just to go and take uh you know take a big bite out of that deficit right maybe get two back you got three back I thought it was a great, great response, and uh, it, it's no surprise. I mean, that's how Tennessee is. Tennessee never gets down on themselves. They just go back next man up, and and they just keep pounding away. And so once Tennessee got three runs back there in the top of the fourth, you just knew, that, especially then at that point, one run, I mean, gosh, I mean, this Tennessee team can score one run with one swing of the bat any given guy in the lineup. So that was uh, that 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 did that voted very very well for Tennessee. Great response and put them in position to go out and, and obviously take the lead there in the next half inning. It was just such a, a great baseball game. It, it was mm-hmm. such a great baseball game. Uh, both teams throwing haymakers. Uh, neither team flinching. I mean, it, it's looking like Tennessee's going to run away with it after that three run inning in the top of the fourth. Tennessee scores four in the top of the fifth. Uh, Drew Gilbert three run home run that gave Tennessee the lead. Uh, Tennessee was trailing four to three and steps up with runners on first and second and just absolutely cranks one over the scoreboard. And, and that's what we like to call a piss missile. Two outs, oh, yes. two counts, piss missile, just a freaking shot. I love how this team hits with two outs, man. Yes. Such cl- I mean, the clutch gene is just so impressive. And obviously, you know, Drew Gilbert's got it. He's had it for a long time, right? But I mean, up and down the lineup, and, and you just saw it. I mean, I'm sitting there, and the, the TV broadcast was setting it up as well. It was saying, you know, this day a year ago, this happened. Show the clip, and it said, get your camera phones ready. Here's the O2. Literally, it's almost like it was, it was you know, tailor-made. It was Hollywood, and he just goes, and he goes, yik-yak again. Tennessee has the lead. Yep, and uh, he, he delivered a, another epic bat flip after that, but that gave Tennessee the lead, and uh, Jarrell Ortega had an RBI single that inning as well. And you're thinking, okay, Tennessee's up seven to four, starting to pull away from it. Uh, and then in the bottom of the seventh, Campbell hits a two-run home run to make it a one-score game. Blake Burke, he then hits his piss missile, tying the home run record <laughs> by a, a freshman. That was home run number 14 for him on the season, tied the freshman record. And the uh, dude never played before a month ago, just never played hardly. Gosh. It's crazy. It, is, it is silly how much talent this team had. So he, he big insurance run makes it a two run game, feeling better after uh, Campbell had just made it a one run game. And then Campbell comes back and hits a solo home run of its own. Uh, and then Tennessee adds the two or the, the, the four big runs insurance runs there in the top of the ninth. Christian Moore pinch hit two out RBI single Cortland Lawson three run home run. And it was blouses from there just a a really big night offensively once Tennessee was able to get into that bullpen wrapping up here Eric Tennessee in prime position to advance to the super regionals we'll see what Tennessee does on the mound tomorrow have to think that it would be Drew Beam or Camden Sewell maybe you hold Camden Sewell to either close out the game tomorrow if you're in position to do so or hold him until Monday if necessary 
Uh, so maybe we see Drew Beam tomorrow. Tony Vitello would not comment or say after the game, but have to think it, it would be one of those two. Yeah, it's got to be one of those two, right? I mean, those are two starting options, and this is why I don't get paid the big bucks because I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Because you know, I, if you start Beam, you love to get Sewell some work in regardless, right? Especially if you're ahead and you want to close that sucker out, but also just to get him some work in because you win tomorrow, it's over, right? But then again, you don't want to put yourself in a position to where absolute worst case scenario, you don't have an option. So uh, Tennessee's got some options. And by that point, the pitching staffs for the other for for Campbell or for Georgia Tech would just be so minute. But um, I would expect your beam. I would expect to see uh, Sewell at some point um, just to get some work in there. And I think Tennessee will close this thing out. I expect Tennessee to play Campbell again. because I think Campbell's a much better team. And I think Georgia Tech just has no pitching. And, uh, you know, run it back. Maybe not as exciting, as thrilling as it was tonight, but uh, I expect Tennessee to take care of business this time tomorrow. I certainly agree with everything that you said. And one thing we do need to to touch on before we get out of here is Evan Russell uh, was available. That was announced Saturday morning. Uh, He did not start. Charlie Taylor started. I would think that that was the right decision. Tony Vitello is going to play this slowly, play it cautiously, but he does get into the game, which bodes well for Evan in thinking that maybe he starts on Sunday, would would think that he certainly starts next weekend in a Super Regional if Tennessee is fortunate enough to make it. But uh, really cool to see him get into the game. Uh, He got a standing ovation, stepping to the plate, and knocks a single. I believe on the first pitch that he saw, crushed Mm -hmm. it as well. So uh, looked good in the box tonight. Got another standing ovation at first base. They were really cool. Evan Russell chants throughout Lindsey Nelson Stadium. And uh, it was good to see him in the game. We'll we'll see what he looks like in terms of his role tomorrow. Again, I think Charlie Taylor's held his own, has looked formidable at the plate, hasn't done anything bad behind the plate defensively. Uh, So I, I think Charlie Taylor would be fine behind the plate. But uh, you certainly want Evan Russell's bat in the lineup. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And he only he uh, came on as a defensive replacement uh, because they they pinch ran for Jared Dickey, and of course they had no choice. Uh, he swings at the first pitch, singles, and then he's still second. So that was good to see. But more so than anything, just getting him back in the game, right? Getting back out there, little by little. You're not thrown in there in the you know in in, in the first inning to where the um you know the the pressure might be just a little mounting you know pretty hot at that point, but get him in there, get him some game action. You know that felt good for Evan, and uh, we'll see what happens. I like you. I don't I don't know if he will uh, be in the starting lineup tomorrow, and if not, that's probably okay, but uh, I would expect Tennessee, if it advances on, which it should, to Supers, that uh, Evan Russell will be back in his normal spot by then is, is what I'm guessing here. Campbell will take on Georgia Tech at 2 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. The loser of that game, their season will come to an end. The winner of that game will advance to face Tennessee at 7 p.m. Eastern on Sunday night, and whoever wins between Georgia Tech and Campbell will have to beat Tennessee two times in a row. And the the games will not be in the same day. If Georgia Tech or Campbell manages to beat Tennessee tomorrow night, Sunday night, then they would play a game seven on Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern. So Tennessee in the driver's seat here at the Knoxville Regional have plenty of coverage up at VolQuest.com. We'll continue to have plenty of coverage at VolQuest.com. And uh, Eric and I will be back with you tomorrow night after hopefully Tennessee closes out this Knoxville Regional to advance to the Super Regional. He's Eric Kane. I'm Ben McKee.